Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? Ho, ho, ho! It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Hi, I'm Jeff Kinsbach. Hi, and I'm Patty Kinsbach. Now, don't forget, you can follow us on our website at rockingthervlife.com. You can find me, Jeff Kinsbach. I'm on Facebook. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Rocking the RV Life. Now, just recently, when we arrived in Palm Springs, California, we posted some pictures on Instagram. And we were contacted by some folks who said, hey... We're in the same park. Yeah, I messaged her and said, let's meet up. And we did. Now, you couldn't ask for nicer friends. Lynn and Scott Taylor had just driven across the U.S. from Virginia. We came in from South Carolina. Yep, and camping right next to them is Lynn's brother, Jim, and her sister-in-law, Julie. They came down from Northern California to join them. They're so fun, too. Yeah, sitting around the campfire was great. We talked for hours. Lynn and Scott are originally from Paradise, California, and they've been camping and RVing for most of their lives. Now, there's a lot of reasons why people decide to live full-time in their RV, but Lynn and Scott have one of the most incredible stories you're ever going to hear. Lynn and Scott, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for it's having a pleasure us. to have you on, yes. that's for sure. Absolutely. You know, before we get started we have to explain that you guys are here in the same park as we are in palm springs and you have your brother next door to you your brother and his wife Mm -hmm. that's jim and julie right now i wanted to mention julie because julie last night when we're sitting around the fire says I've never listened to a podcast before. (laughs) I don't even know how. How would I even do that? Now she has to. Yes. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. See, we'll do anything for listeners. (laughs) So how long have you guys been RVing? I grew up with a trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, It, you know, didn't have any real features. It was just beds and a little kitchenette. And, you know, I think I was like five when we got that. And so I've grown up with a with some type of trailer and if i wasn't in a trailer we were in a tent you know as i grew a little Mm -hmm. older and wanted to be out with my friends and stuff right what about you scott well i grew up camping and such but never had a trailer until uh, lynn and i were married early in our marriage we bought a tent trailer and then another smaller tow behind and then a fifth wheel now we have a tow behind it's a large one Mm -hmm. so you kept upgrading Upgrading, yeah, yes. bigger and yeah. bigger things. Funny how yeah. that works, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we've only had three in two years. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well. But as your family grew, you RV'd and camped, right? Oh yes, yeah, that's correct. Yes. And um, being in Northern California, you had some great places to go oh, to. Yeah, we did, we did, and we used to um, when we had the smaller RV or trailer, we would go to 
It was Cherry Hill Estate Park, I can't Yeah, remember. State Park okay. up in the Sierra Nevada foothills. It was nice because I had grown up going there, and then I could take my kids there. And, mm-hmm. you know, How it was nice. just a really fun place. Yeah. And then um, we also, a few hours from us, had um, Fort Bragg, California. Mm-hmm. And so we would go over there, and that's actually where Scott grew up. So it was nice for us to take the kids, and then eventually a lot of our friends started joining us in that. Well, of all the people that I have run into that RV, whether it's for full-time, whether it's for a weekend or a vacation, you guys have probably the most amazing reason why you RV today. Yeah. And that is, (laughs) you were from Paradise, California. We were. Had a nice house there. Lived there how many years? We were there just under 25 years. I remember somebody recently telling me, You've got to watch this documentary on Netflix about Paradise, California, and the fire that happened there. Mm -hmm. And we watched this documentary, and we could not believe what happened there and what a disaster that was. You guys are lucky that you got out of there, right? Absolutely. Yep, we did. We were fortunate. Not a lot of people got out of there unscathed. And a lot of people that lived in the town were either retired or elderly. In the town of Paradise, about 25,000, but the surrounding areas um, made the whole ridge area, is what we call it, was about Mm 40,000. And so a lot of people worked down the hill in Chica, which was about 15 to 20 minute commute. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what we did. We worked at the university. But we were able to get back up the hill. We'd gone to work that day. Mm hmm knowing there was a fire several miles away. Was it about 11 miles, did you say? Yeah, it started about 11 miles away. Uh And within four hours, it had traveled that 11 miles due to the winds and the dry conditions. Right. And it was in November, um, which is usually pretty late for fire season. But we were able to get back up to paradise and hook up the fifth wheel because you had just left for work that morning and you got down to chico and found out that wait we're gonna have to go back right and get some things yeah we kind of uh decided it just didn't feel like we should stay down the hill and so we flipped around before we even got out of the car for work and went Mm -hmm. back up the hill we had about 40 minutes once we got home for him to hook up the fifth wheel and he actually went and got gas he was one of the last people able to get gas in the Mm -hmm. community before things really got wild you kind of knew that this was different you'd been evacuated before with fires but nothing really too bad right yeah this one had a different feel the skies got dark you know it's nine o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and it felt like it was midnight it just got really dark. Obviously, that was from the smoke. It was. It was yeah. so smoky. Yeah. It Did, blocked out the sun. Yeah. So yeah. were you, the, the smoke was up above. I mean, were you breathing? You must have been breathing it, too. Yeah, but I didn't even realize it. We had some N95s just from lawn work and stuff, and so mm-hmm. I grabbed a couple N95 masks and, mm-hmm. and put them in my car, but um, I didn't realize how bad it was. The smoke hadn't come down yet because our immediate area wasn't actually on fire uh-huh. yet when we left but 
we could hear it coming. So you grabbed some things? Yeah, yeah. I, I just grabbed some paperwork. Okay. Um, you expected the house to still be there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I just thought we'd be gone three or four days, but I yeah. thought, you know, I'm still going to grab this yeah, these items. As I said, it, it just had a different feel to it. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I started going around and I took some pictures off the wall. I didn't get my box of pictures, but I took pictures off the wall and my mom's china and her silverware you know and I started packing those in the car and then walked out to check on him and I heard something and I I said to him what is that and he's so those are propane tanks exploding we should probably go wow yeah Scott you knew it was getting bad didn't you I knew it was getting bad I was I was actually on my way down to get her and when I saw her coming up because our shop and our where our RV was was 40 yards from the house or so and I was on the other side of the shop and I could tell this is not good so you had a big shop like a garage filled with things probably yeah I had a a 30 by 60 shop had a man cave in and um, the RV was up there that's my uh, dream full of tools yeah (laughs) did you have like a couple acres or something we had almost an acre so you got this building and it's filled with tools because you're a carpenter yes yeah so the shop was full of tools Um, we also had uh, a friend's boat in the shop which we're storing for the winter and a dartboard and a poker table and a beer fridge and Mm -hmm. Shuffleboard, shuffleboard and, it, and a lot of uh, sports memorabilia in there as well. But we didn't think it, it was that bad yeah. until we started leaving. What was it like when you started to leave? Well, it was really dark, and we, we were in separate vehicles, and we had stopped to tell uh, a neighbor that, you know, you got to go. And she, she said, I'm right behind you. So say okay, because we're going. Mm-hmm. And so when we left, we drove out of our neighborhood. It was like a ghost town until we got up to one of the main roads. And then it was a, a parking lot of cars, just very slow moving and all headed the same direction away from the fire. And then we got over to um, one of the main roads that goes in and out of the town. And all the traffic was going downhill. Mm-hmm. So at that point, we split up because of how they were directing traffic. So the trailers and stuff were being told to go to the right. And so I went to the right, and she went to the left. And then as we're leaving basically the town limits, it was on fire down there, which we did not expect, or right. I did not expect that at all. So you're literally going by everything burning. I could feel the heat on my face through my truck window, which was closed. Wow. The last thing I put in the truck was a five-gallon can of gas for the generator. Oh, and no. I thought, at the time, I thought that's the dumbest thing I could have ever done. But I had no idea what, what we were about to go through. But it was fairly short-lived. Get, you know, it took five or ten minutes to get out of there. But we know people that spent hours trying to get out of there. And where were you, Lynn, while he was at that point? So Skyway is the road, and... It is two lanes up and two lanes down normally mm-hmm. with a, a large median in the center. And mm-hmm. I was on the far lane going typically the uphill side, but I was going downhill at that point. So we were quite a ways apart, yeah. but I could see him. I, I saw the tree ignite right next to him, and that was a little unnerving. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. I would imagine so. Do yeah. you see people along the way? I did, yeah. When we were... Leaving our neighborhood, there was a woman 
standing on the side of the road and she had a baby. Oh boy. And she had her shirt over the baby's face and then she had a couple toddlers and they were all, you know, had their shirts up Mm -hmm. over their face and I stopped and I said, can I give you a ride? And she said, no, I'm, I'm waiting for someone. And so I gave her the masks that I did have. But there's stories like that all over the place. People just, you know, getting into people's cars. You know, the elementary school, the teachers were loading as many kids in the car as they could, no matter how many seatbelts they had. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Where did you go at that point? Well, the plan was to meet at the Walmart parking lot. It's open space. We can get the trailer in there. We'll figure out what we're going to do. And then we'll we'll decide where we're going to go from there. Not knowing the magnitude of it. And that's what we said when we were at home. Walmart in Paradise? In Chico. No, that was, in Chico, that was down, down in Chico. Chico. We knew okay. we had to get out of Paradise. Right. Chico is, is the larger town. There's nothing if you go up the ridge. It, it just turns into national forest and Mm so and there's no way out really there's Uh small roads out of there but the best route of evacuation was down the hill back down into chico and so our plan was to meet there and we discussed that in the driveway right before we got in our vehicles that soon um, became not an option because of the amount of people coming down the hill she had also dropped her wallet somewhere during the evacuation and so once we got cell service back, we communicated and I told her I was going to head across the valley over towards Willows, mm-hmm. which is straight across the valley. And I would meet her at a boat ramp near the Sacramento River. And I think I waited for her for a couple hours because she went to the bank to try to shut off her car. We didn't know where it was lost mm-hmm. and get some cash. And then we headed over to her family's place in, in uh, Willows, about 30 miles from Chico. And Willows really opened its arms to evacuees. Mm. You know, they really did. There were people all over the place from Paradise that I would see in Paradise. I hadn't been in Willows in 30 years, but I would see all these people from Paradise down. And all the little towns up and down I-5 and in the area really did open their arms to us, and people were very kind. Did you know that there was a good chance that you were going to lose your house? Not until the next day day. Really? And we started seeing things on Facebook and the McDonald's was burning and that's not far from our house in Paradise. And it's like, oh, when it reaches that, it's gotten real. It's yeah. gotten big. We were watching our town burn on national news. Right. Yeah. You know, CNN was showing things and Bay Area stations were showing the fire. As the death toll started to rise and then the number of houses lost, they said like, 40 houses confirmed loss. Well, it ended up being around 14,000 homes and like over 17,000 structures and 85 people perished. Paradise is kind of a retirement community. So a lot of the population were seniors, some who didn't drive, some who had caregivers that couldn't get to them that morning or family members and things like that. So the majority of those who passed were people who just couldn't get away from their home. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When did you find out that you had lost everything? You know, that was a few days after the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a friend who worked for services that were allowed in, and he sent us a picture. And, you know, of course, it was really a sad situation. But we kind of knew by then that it was going to happen, and there wasn't going to be anything left, just because the likelihood that there was was pretty slim. I think only 5% of the homes survived. Right. Yeah, I take it you got to go back and see where mm-hmm. your house was. What did yeah. you think? How did you feel? Um, you know, I didn't want to stay there. I, I, I found one of the things we had kept was our dog, her license and her name tag, and that was one of the first things I found. And we had had it hanging on the fence because when we'd close the fence, you. You could hear it jingle, and that we liked that because that's where she hung out all the oh, time. Oh, so she was already gone. Yeah, she had yeah. died, and then you yeah. kept that. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, and so I liked that was one of the first things I found was was um, the dog tags. Uh-huh. And then we had a cake knife and server that set that we had used in our our wedding, and then all of our nieces on both sides have used it in their weddings, mm-hmm. and then a few friends. So it had been through close to thirty weddings, and we found the server but um i really didn't want to stay there it was by this point it rained on the ash and it was just kind of this mucky icky stuff and fema was phenomenal and they they did a great job providing us with safety gear to be in there and goggles and cleaning stuff but i didn't want to spend any time there doing that now our son spent a lot of time where he knew my jewelry cabinet was he spent a lot of time there and he got a lot of my jewelry of course it's you know in tiny pieces and he might find a a stone here or there but it you know you hang on to it for a little while and you go what am i gonna do with this after a while our son daniel was on a he was on a mission he because this is a house he grew up in and he was on a mission to try to find as much meaningful items as possible. So he actually went there the, before we got there, the day before, and found some bits and pieces of things that that uh, he found a um, a part of my trumpet. I I played trumpet and all through school, and so but he found part of it. The rest of it was just gone. It had just melted or right. But he found found the valve section and a little bit of the bell and and this is a trumpet that i got when i graduated eighth grade you talked about this amazing building you had was 30 by 60 right filled with tools filled with memorabilia the man cave you're a giants fan aren't you that's right san francisco giants san francisco giants baseball yeah got a little connection to him because Dwayne Kuyper, who played in Cleveland, is one of the announcers for the games. Yep, I love Dwayne Kuyper. He's a great announcer. But you had an amazing collection of memorabilia, didn't you? Yes, I did. I had um, Willie Mays' autographed hat that my son Daniel and I had had signed 
when he was probably about 10 or 11, we, we took my aunt to a game down, second to last game at Candlestick Park, and uh, we were able to get Willie Mays to sign it. And it was actually my aunt's hat. She was 82 years old at the time. And um, when she passed away, she she made sure that uh, I received the hat wow. in her will. So I had that in my shop. And I also had a, um, a baseball that we got at Tim Linscombe's No Hitter in San Diego. My wife, Lynn, she planned a trip for my 50th birthday. She said, do you want a party or do you want to go watch a Giants play somewhere? And so we went to San Diego. <laughs> and we and made at, a party. <laughs> and we made our own party in San Diego. We we saw a few games there and we actually witnessed a, a no-hitter. Wow. It was awesome. But it was like a home game. There were so many Giants fans that, right. that traveled to San Diego. It's, mm. it's just a great place to travel and watch baseball. And you also had a really amazing mailbox. Yeah, I had a Giants mailbox that was uh, painted by a dear friend of ours, hand-painted, and, and that that stood up to the fire. Yeah. Wow. It was one of the only things left standing. Gosh. No kidding. And that's how we actually knew the first picture that I received was from our friend's husband who worked for a utility company who went by our house, and he took a picture of it and sent it to us. And uh, I had shared that picture with a couple of my friends and who are Giants fans. And somehow I ended up on the Kruk and Kipe Facebook page, which is Mike Kruko and Dwayne Kuyper's Facebook page. Wow. It kind of snowballed from there a little bit. That's great. But you ended up losing all of it, didn't you? We lost all of it, yes. Yes. But you said that uh, you actually had done an interview, I think, on a TV station and... And with the uh, Facebook post, people started sending you stuff. That's true, yes. We had um, some a lot of love from Giants family that randomly you know, asked, contacted us and asked us for our address. And we had uh, a woman that sent us a couple sweatshirts. We were given some tickets for the next season to go see a Dodger game, basically at dugout level. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. the best seats in the house. We went and saw the Giants beat the Dodgers on Orange Friday night. So, uh-huh. And then also um, another woman just reached out to me and sent me a box of Giants stuff all the way to Virginia. She sent it out to Virginia um, because she was downsizing and none of her kids wanted it. And so wow. some pretty cool stuff, including a, a couple glossy old 8x10 glossies of Willie Mays and Willie McCovey back in the 70s and some other really cool things so i displayed that in in my room in virginia once we remodeled that people are pretty amazing aren't they pretty amazing they really are yeah yeah Yeah. you said that uh today barely 10 percent of the town is is left right right at this point about i think it's about 13 percent now Mm -hmm. i was looking this morning i think 13 percent have rebuilt or have permits for rebuilding so a lot of your friends and everybody that you knew i mean this is this is your home this is where you're connected like you lived there for 25 years you said right everybody's scattered now right yeah 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 but we do still stay in touch in fact december we have we have friends who always had an annual christmas party at their house in paradise and they're in el dorado hills and have had it ever since and oh. and we're 
we have plans to go to that. So we're still very connected. It's just you don't see them as often, you know, yeah. that walk in the park after work right. kind of thing. It's not happening. Yeah. Well, thank God you have the RVs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were really we were, we were really grateful for it, yes. although it got small very quick. Yeah, we were, in we November. Were, we were in the very rain. thankful we had it. A lot of people weren't able to get their RVs out. And there was a lot of RVs that burned on the road, a lot. And so we were thankful to have it for quite some time, though. It did take all the fun out of camping. It took us a while to enjoy RVing again after after having to live in it and work out of it. It's a little different when you're. it's your choice to be full-time RVing. And so... Once we decided to move out of the area and get an RV and drive across the country and move to Virginia. It was a lot more fun. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah stopping yeah. where you want to stop. Right. Yeah. Doing right. as you please. So yeah. so you did. You moved to Virginia. Right. We went to Virginia because our son was stationed there and son and daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. And we'd never lived near our grandkids because they were military kids and we just didn't ever have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so... The fire kind of opened an opportunity. We both were eligible for retirement, and so we went ahead and took early retirement, and we bought a new travel trailer and spent three weeks traveling across the country, just more so to get there, and spent a couple years remodeling. We bought a home out there that was, it was certainly livable. We lived in it, but we remodeled it top to bottom. And then the kids got restationed to San Diego, and so we decided, well, there's nothing out here in Virginia. And so now we've, we've so far we've taken about almost three months to to wander cross country. And here you are in Palm Springs with us. Yeah, I yep, know. Here we are in Palm Springs. Uh-huh. This but is our we've... first stop in California. What does the future hold for you guys? What are your plans? You know, we're not really sure. We It changes every day. Uh-huh. And then it might be a combination of multiple things. Um, we Scott's a carpenter by trade, and so we completely remodeled the house in Virginia top to bottom. Wow. <laughs> and um, we're considering doing something like that, or we might just travel more. We've considered camp hosting. You know, there's a lot of things out there. We're just not really sure what we're going to do at this point. There's something about being on the road. There's something about traveling that is, it really gets in your blood. It really does. Mm -hmm. It's really infectious and it's exciting and it's fun and to see those new areas and, and experience those places. As bad as the fire was, it's given us an opportunity to see things we never thought we would see. You live your life thinking it's going to happen this way, and then something changes it. And right before our retirement party, I found a T-shirt, had just a little logo that said, Making Lemonade. And I just really feel like we've been able to do that. I don't think there's any doubt about it. You really have. Well, we want to thank you very much for your time. Thank Thank you you for having us. It's been such fun getting to know you. Yeah, it has. It's been fun just sitting around the fire and shooting the bull and Mm -hmm. and having a good time, getting to know you guys. And you say, you know, we've come through this and there's things that came out of this that were good. That's a heck of an attitude. Oh, yeah. 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 um, it's, It's nothing but moving forward and moving up now. Mm-hmm. And eventually, if we choose to buy another house, um, we won't stop RVing for sure. Because everything we're looking at needs to have RV storage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or one or two hookups. So mm-hmm. we're, we're looking at 
southern to central Oregon coast. So while we do that, we'll probably, well, we will take the RV up there and we'll just do the state parks and the campgrounds up there and park there while we go house shopping. Mm -hmm. Well, if you find a house and there's a place (laughs) next to it that's for sale, let us know. Okay. (laughs) We'd love to be your neighbor. I love that area up there. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Isn't it? It is beautiful. Yeah. Well, thanks again and good luck to you both of you. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Lynn and Scott Taylor. By the way, their niece, Jim and Julie's daughter, went to where their house had been. She sifted through the rubble and found a lot of things, like their hummingbird doorbell, parts of special possessions that were still recognizable. She took these items and turned them into an amazing mosaic. They have a beautiful memory of what once was. Lynn and Scott cherish it. There's an hour and a half long documentary on Netflix called Fire in Paradise. And there's a documentary called Rebuilding Paradise directed by Ron Howard. They are really worth watching. Mark this on your calendar. We're going to be at the Ohio RV Super Show at the IX Center in Cleveland, Ohio. The show runs from Wednesday, January 4th through Sunday the 8th. We're going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. More details coming up. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Until then, stay safe and thanks for listening. It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.